multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet as always i am your host joel and joining me on another wonderful spoiler cast journey it's mad everybody it is how are you going joel oh can't complain you know getting by getting by i got some good news uh that i may actually have somewhere to go and something to do at the end of this month which is you know different for me you know maybe my whole summer won't just be spent inside by the air conditioner hoping for the best <laughs> i know what you mean yeah yesterday we just came out my state just came out of uh lockdown uh we had like a week and a half of lockdown uh, mm. which i i don't particularly mind lockdown allows me to like get into my work and everything like yeah no real distractions but yeah i did like i was kind of feeling it there for a minute there it's like i want to go out and do something yeah it's like is it really august already is it really yeah. almost have we almost lost another summer <laughs> yeah yep into this jesus christ but you know hey could be worse you know could, could be, be worse that happened yeah uh yeah my week was all right there you know Hung out for a little bit, uh, played some games. Nintendo had a big sale there, so I actually got Hyrule Warriors for the first time. Ooh, nice. It's pretty fun, isn't it? It is. It's a lot of fun. I've always enjoyed those, you know, Dynasty Warriors kind of, you know, Muso games. But mm -hmm. uh, this is actually like a very, very good version of that. Yeah, it is. It's really good. And it's uh, technically canon with Breath of the Wild. It's like a prequel. Yeah. Yeah, so it is apparently. Yeah, unlike those last couple uh, Dynasty Warriors, Samurai Warrior games, which is them really, really phoning it in. Mm, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was good for me. Uh, also, I jumped back into No More Heroes because we finally have a release date for that. I'm like, wait, I didn't even uh, beat No More Heroes 1 on the Switch while I have it. Turns out I was on, like, the last boss fight and just never did it. <laughs> Because I was saving money because you got to get the, like, special beam katana if you want the special secret ending, which, of course, I do. Yeah. So that's what I've been up to. Uh, how about you? Uh, pr pretty much the same, just by, like, doing a lot of work in the lockdown. I watched a bunch of uh, movies. I watched last night the uh, the documentary on Val Kilmer. That's oh, on yeah, uh, yeah, Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's it's extremely sad. It's extremely sad. But like, also, it's kind of positive as well because he doesn't let. For people who don't know what happened to him, he he ended up getting like throat cancer, and he now like has like a the tube thing in his hand to like talk. He's got to like plug the hole, and it sounds like one of those people with like smokers. Oh yeah, and everything. the voice yeah. box. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But like, it doesn't like slow him down or anything. He still does like all this, all these, he's really into art and everything now. And mm -hmm. he's doing all that sort of stuff. And it's like a, uh, a history of like his career from like where he oh, started wow. from to like now and everything. And his son narrates the whole thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's also. sad, but as well, it's quite positive as well. What, uh, what's it called? Uh, it's just called Val. Uh, it's just called Val. Okay, I'll have to check that out. That sounds like something I would very much be interested in. Because, yeah, I, Val Kilmer, he's one of those guys. He was Batman. He was top of the world <laughs> for a little bit. And then he just fell off the face of the earth. And a lot of people didn't know why. Yeah, he did He did stand-up comedy as Mark Twain. He did like a he did he did wow, like a really? Mark Twain like uh it was like a like a Broadway show but it was like because Mark Twain was like the first stand-up comedian he like did dressed up in like prosthetics and everything and did the show as Mark Twain. That is insane but and he not was really good. Insane. He was really funny as well. <laughs> wow, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, well, I, I really want to check that out now. So, 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 what do they cover? Obviously, you know, I bet they have a whole segment talking about his time in Batman. 
a little bit yeah yeah all that yeah it goes from like when he was like a kid and like his family and all that and then like how he got into like movies he focused on like uh, theater first and then like mm. transitioned to movies like top gun top secret and all that sort of stuff and yeah just about how he like they they do talk about how like in like the 80s and 90s he was seen as like a real dickhead and, and he breached he broaches that as well as like is like he was like that like it doesn't excuse why he did it but he says he was like that because he was trying to find roles that talk to him mm, and everything right yeah do uh do they talk about tombstone which i still think yes. is probably his best performance yes they do yeah he's he's so fucking good in that isn't he is he? he's really fucking good as dog holiday again i was just watching that movie the other day and i'm like he was never as good as this ever again this was his like best performance but it's such a good performance it is yeah yeah uh, so yeah that's basically what my uh, week has been like i've been trying to get back on the keto as good as i can i really indulged uh, for movie night because obviously i watched the suicide squad i'm like oh yeah i gotta go hardcore on this mm -hmm. i need because because I, I didn't go to the movie theater i really wanted to i was gonna make the suicide squad the yeah. first uh movie i went out to the theaters at but at the last second i'm like nah nah i think i'm gonna stick it and you know stay home just because you know i can watch a movie and pause it and eat snacks and not have to deal with regular people so i got the licorice i got the big soda <laughs> they, they got the m&ms now where it's like a pack of like multi m&ms so you got original peanut butter oh, nice. and peanut m&ms all mm -hmm. in the same bag mm -hmm. i also had the wendy's spicy chicken uh pringles Ooh, okay that's a flavor of Pringle they have. Kind of disappointing. Oh, really? Yeah. And those just... types of things are never as good as they seem. No, no. I remember Doritos. They had, like, the cheeseburger Dorito, mm -hmm. and that blew me away because it actually did taste like a cheeseburger. But every other time you get a chip that's supposed to taste like something else, it never does. Yeah, yeah. The worst part is, is that it wasn't even a good type of spicy because you like a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich because it's like, ooh, that's hot but then it doesn't stick with you yeah so there's a thing so that's what i've been up with nice. uh, that was my snack experience so uh tonight i made hamburgers with lettuce wraps because you know nice. bread br bread is the enemy apparently <laughs> my great foe my white whale delicious bread <laughs> that i must always battle against <laughs> uh so yeah if you couldn't tell everyone we're going to be talking about the Suicide Squad. There was not a lot of, like, you know, news this week worth bringing up. So no. this is probably going to be a whole movie show. So if you haven't seen it, uh, go see it and come back because we are mm -hmm. going to be talking about everything. But that being said, I don't think there's anything, like, too massively huge to spoil in this. Uh, yeah, well, there's probably, like, two deaths, maybe. Yeah. More like, well, ones I didn't see coming, but yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of deaths, and that's kind of the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although they kind of walk back a couple at the end and there's a couple where it's like, oh, you know, uh, what is it? You know, this is going to go a different direction mm -hmm. because they have to because uh, certain characters, uh, what is it, are earmarked for shows. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Where, where, where do we want to begin uh, when talking about the Suicide Squad? I guess just general reaction. I quite enjoyed it. I did as well. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of it's basically everything I wanted from a uh what is it james gunn directed suicide squad movie which in and mm -hmm. of itself is amazing because it almost didn't happen it almost didn't yeah 
It almost didn't happen. It only happened because Gunn briefly got ousted due to shitty false accusations. And uh, we ended up getting the best of both worlds because he got to make this movie and he got to go back to Guardians. So, like, everybody won. And they doubled down on this because he's making a Peacemaker show as well. And he's helping make the Peacemaker show now on HBO Max. Uh, Again, you could tell that he was having a lot of fun getting to do an R-rated superhero movie, getting to go back to the grosser, bloodier, Mm -hmm. more trauma stuff. Yep. I mean, in fact, you know, in the broadest strokes, this movie feels a lot like a canon war movie, like a cheapo, Mm -hmm. you know, war movie you would see with, like, fucking Reb Brown or Chuck Norris or something. Yep. Yeah, well, again, it's like, yeah, it feels like a throwback to that and, like, The Dirty Dozen and, like, films like that. Magnificent Seven. Which is also all stuff that, you know, Ostrander himself was drawing upon when he Mm -hmm. wrote the book originally back in the day. And yes, Ostrander gets a great cameo here. He even gets a line. He does. He's the one who injects Savant with the the chip. Yeah, which I like very much. And, you know, the fact that he's in that means that he probably is going to get, uh, what is it, a residual for the rest of his life, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Because Lord knows he didn't get rich writing comics, which is a shame because he continues to write really good comics. He does, yeah. And uh, the fact that they were willing to be like, yeah, go for it. Make this one an R mm-hmm. because, you know, we we trust you on this one. And uh, they did. And I think they ended up with something really great and really special here. Yeah, it's like the best of both. It's like, it's an R rating that doesn't, like, it doesn't take that R rating seriously. Like, you know how some movies take it seriously? Like, we're R, we're mature, we're for mm-hmm. the adults. It doesn't do that. It doesn't do that. It's, it uses the R rating to great effect. It's, it's again, it's very trauma. We're R rated <laughs> and we are wildly immature about it. Yep, yep. Which is funny because you could always kind of see that in, like, the Guardians movies. Like, that idea kind of poking mm-hmm. through, but it could mm-hmm. never quite go that way. Yep. This movie totally goes those places. Yeah, it goes that uh, the scenes stay on things a little bit longer than they would on the Guardians. If you stayed on, mm-hmm. like, some Guardian scene a lot longer, you'd see, like, you know, gross shit exploding and swear words and all that sort of stuff. Whereas this stays yeah. on it a little bit longer. As the chat is saying, don't forget Cena's hog. Yes, a lot of comedy. <laughs> like, literally, one of the funniest jokes in the movie is just John Cena sitting there in his underwear, and that's just the joke. <laughs> that's just the joke that that's how he sleeps and that's how he does it. <laughs> in fact, there's another great joke before that where it's like, ah, yes, Bloodsport, you'll be our new, you know, Deadshot stand-in. You'll lead the team. You have military experience, and you can turn anything into a deadly weapon. Well, why is Peacemaker? Ah, he has military experience. You can turn anything <laughs> into a deadly weapon. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I like that of being self-aware and everything. Because because if the, if this if this was the A film, it wouldn't do that. No, no, it would not. The captain could my mom's review for the first 20 minutes. I thought this was the dumbest movie I'd ever seen. Then it really picked up after that. <laughs> it does pick up. It picks up and it really doesn't stop. No, no, it doesn't. Because, like, I was really worried. I'm like, ah, are they just going to, you know, like, recreate the first, like, 15 minutes of the air movie? Because it's it's a sequel and it's a do-over and it's a thing. It doesn't say or do anything that outright you know uh what is it uh admonishes the original version mm-hmm. and being like no 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 you know this is this is completely different you know it doesn't say it didn't happen but it's one of those situations where again it's the best of both worlds did you like the first movie then it's a sequel did you not like it then it's a reboot yeah yeah and as well as like there there are parts where it's, it feels like it's it's kind of trying to distance itself a little bit too too far mm. from the first one like in in the first 10 minutes uh captain boomerang ends up getting killed yep 
and that, that that was legit the death that shocked me the most because i'm thinking like oh no he's going to be in the movie for quite some time and he'll like end up escaping or something like likewise because jai courtney was all over the promotion i also yeah. very much thought that jai was going to make it but they do honestly something from the suicide squad comics and that is hey they set you up with the team who you think is going to be the main team yeah. and then they kill them right away in the first 15 minutes yeah it was great and i i love the makeup of that first team because uh, you've got you've got people like like tdk who's just completely fucking useless mm-hmm. but then you've got other people like mongol who is yeah who's like mongol's daughter who's like like a superman level villain basically and yeah it's just it's this combination of all these different like uh, c and b and d list villains and it just makes for a great time it's it's great too because you know this movie it, it is not ashamed of its comic booky origin it is not ashamed to have aliens and monsters and like mutants all hanging out together they even make a joke about that with mon girl it's like hey isn't she an alien yeah yeah <laughs> yes she is and now she's on the suicide squad deal mm-hmm. with it <laughs> <laughs> that's that's super funny pete davidson just being pete davidson in a costume for a little bit <laughs> for five minutes then he gets his face blown off <laughs> the first one to get killed which man i really wanted to do this before it started i wanted the fans and us to have like uh what is it like a pool like a betting pool to be like okay <laughs> who do you think is gonna die first and i would have said pete davidson is gonna die first <laughs> you could you could kind of tell he would die first <laughs> and indeed he did and you seemed like a good sport about the whole thing <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, that was really great. Uh, yeah, just, just the whole fake-out nature of the whole thing. They they give Waller, uh, like, an interesting change that, you know, she's doing basically what she always does, and that is she runs the back end of the operation, she threatens to blow up people's heads, but they also kind of give her, like, a cadre of underlings who get stuff to do, mainly Steve Agee, who, of course, is a friend of James Gunn and is in all his yeah. other shit. I, I like that she's got, like, a little team now that, like, sort of oversees all the different aspects of... Because I, n- I never really believed that, like, oh, Waller would be on charge of like the satellites and this and that and all that she'd have like a team doing that for her and it's great we actually get to kind of see that yeah but she arguably gets less to do in this movie than the first (laughs) one but that's fine because you know it's not always about what waller is doing back the base i think they give her just enough to do to reestablish her where it's like hey blood sport do what i want or i'm gonna have your daughter arrested and murdered in prison how about that yeah yeah and of course, you know, it's all part of a bigger conspiracy and, you know, she's covering her own ass. That's that that's a complaint I actually saw in a lot of reviews where they're like, oh, there's one too many, you know, uh, what is it? Heel turns and one too many reveals. And I'm like, ha, you never read the book, did you? That happened all the goddamn <laughs> all, like, time. Every fucking page was that. <laughs> every page. And it's always Waller's fault. And yep. It's always something else. It's never it's never what it seems. And there's always one member who turns on the rest of the team, which they do in a really good fashion here. They do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I was genuinely surprised that I, I was surprised, but I really shouldn't have been surprised that Peacemaker was the one who ultimately turns on the rest of the team because, you know, peace at any cost. That means keeping this big Starro conspiracy quiet. I wasn't expecting it because I knew he was going to be getting the HBO show. And I'm like, oh, well, they're going to want us to like him, right? They're going to want him to be the most positive, upstanding guy on the... Nope, actually. Yeah, no, I well, I thought it was going yeah, to be kind of like the opposite, where like uh, when they get that, that drive and stuff, Peacemaker would be the one to want to out it because it would bring peace. It would Former like hero. bring some sort of peace, and Rick Flagg would be the one for his role, but they like switched it in a rather interesting way yeah 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 which led to fucking rick fag being killed 
which was super unexpected. I'm like, no, you can't kill Joel Kinnaman. Who else is going to do your exposition if you kill Joel yeah, Kinnaman? He was just getting good. What are you talking he, about? He he really was, right? That's the thing. He, like, he was oh, given he's... really good dialogue to, to say and everything, not really shitty stuff. Yeah, this is Kutana, yeah. don't get killed. But yeah, the fact that he actually had something to do mm-hmm. and the fact that like he actually, you know, had a pre-existing relationship with Bloodsport and everything mm-hmm. and that he and Harley seemingly have developed an actual real friendship in between yep. movies or maybe they were always friends, who the hell knows. But yeah, I liked it. So when he does die, it actually hurts that much more. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's kind of a shame he did die. Like, yeah, as I said, just when he was starting to get uh like a bit of character in the role and 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 people were starting to realize that joel kinnaman was a good actor i knew he was because i watched him on uh for all mankind and he's fantastic uh, in that but yeah it's like it's it's kind of sad i mean they the could they could bring him back he, he got a cyborg always. heart now or something you know or some shit like that as the chat saying he got mkx ray killed yes he did <laughs> yeah the whole movie became mortal Kombat for a minute <laughs> to really highlight that injury i like that they were able to work in an in-universe reason for why he gets his trademark yellow t-shirt that he wears in the comics yeah yeah it's just shit a bunch of rebels had laying around yeah also that actress who plays the rebel leader hasn't she played like a south american rebel leader in like 10 other movies yeah 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 she she's she's the go the go-to woman alice braga she's uh she's been in like uh comic book movies as well she was like the bad guy in new mutants as well oh shit that's right she's the bad armor in that bad movie yeah that's right see i knew i'd seen her before but yeah she always man talk about an actress who's typecast she's very good in it but she's very typecast in that (laughs) uh but yeah so peacemaker's a lot of fun john cena really getting to just like uh, highlight all of his comedic chops and his action hero chops he's just like hey i really want to be the next rock everybody yeah it's kind of uh kind of cool that he was able to do that and with like a character like peacemaker like a character like no one no one heard before this movie was announced oh yeah no one heard about uh you know and now it's like some hugely popular uh comic book character he's got his own tv show he's like the star of this film and everything you know it's cena doesn't want to take off his costume because no he might die or something i don't know yeah can can we please talk about that that cena was so in love with this role and so in love with this costume he wore it to all the nighttime talk shows he wore it on wipeout that show he hosts with nicole bayer he wore it to the premiere just does not want to take it see that's that's the wrestler in him is what that is not yeah. gotta live your gimmick gotta live it 24 yeah. 7 this is who i am now i'm peacemaker i can't yeah. give it up ever <laughs> maybe this is his way of hiding from the chinese government after he said all that oh. taiwan shit they don't know it's him <laughs> quite quite possibly uh kali frederick i didn't see taika watiti's role coming i really love king shark and polka dot man polka dot man's powers whole deal kind of freaked me out yeah let's talk about taika watiti here because that was the rumor for the longest time like oh who's he gonna be he's got a mysterious role in this thing what's it gonna be a lot of people thought he was gonna be voicing king shark uh a lot of people didn't know what he was gonna be and turns out he was actually rat catcher one i thought he was gonna voice uh starro Oh, gonna be the voice of Starro because it kind of kind of like out of left field stuff but yeah i i quite liked him as rat catcher that was like that was like uh the part of the movie where it kind of got serious for a minute there it's like hey rat catcher one he was like a drug addict but like he still loved his daughter but like he loved crack more yeah a homeless heroin addict and everything who died with a needle in his arm and i'm like (laughs) oh fuck that's pretty harsh for such a lovable character actor 
Yeah. But it makes a lot of sense, and it makes you much more sympathetic for Ratcatcher too. I love they call her Ratcatcher too, by the way, because that's <laughs> such a comic book thing where it's like, oh, which Ratcatcher is it? Oh, Ratcatcher too. And it's it's like a great Joker's role because it's like, are you saying Ratcatcher two or Ratcatcher two? Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> very funny. Uh, the Rat is hilarious. When's Sebastian getting his own film? I'd watch a Sebastian movie. Fuck Ratatouille. Get out of there, man. I want to watch The Adventures of Sebastian. Yeah. Sebastian, the best judge of character in the whole movie. <laughs> he knew Bloodsport, had a good heart deep yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about that too cuz there is actually like a fair amount of like animal imagery in this movie. We see caged birds and we see rats is a recurring mm-hmm. theme all throughout the movie and the birds are obvious because you know they're beautiful creatures who are forced to live in cages yeah. and everything much as the squad themselves well yeah they, they really play that up with harley in that one yes in that part yeah yes when harley gets essentially her own mini movie inside this movie <laughs> yeah yeah when the whole movie stops to tell us another tale of harley which i would be mad about except it's actually pretty good and she's really good in it. We get a it's sick not ass obnoxious, act. yeah. No, it really isn't. We get arguably one of the best action scenes of the movie, and probably the best action scene Harley has had in all of these DC movies put together. It's mm-hmm. very John Wick ass. It is. It's very good. Yeah, one big long hallway scene with like flowers and explosions. That's excellent her turn basically the punchline to that scene where it's like the weird central american dictator wants to marry her because it would be a great power couple thing and she's like nah sorry i can't do red flag relationships anymore (laughs) and it's like oh look she's growing as a character and a person this is funny this is like something out of the harley quinn tv show yeah i'm gonna listen to my mind for once and like my gut feeling and and it's like yeah you're you're a bad fella Yeah, not going to do it, which I'm like, oh, so I guess we don't really have a main villain for the movie. Yeah, Starro's the villain, but Starro's kind of more of a force of nature. It doesn't really bother me that there's no real strong main villain in this because our heroes are villains. Yeah, well, yeah, I, again, the squad doesn't don't really have villains. They, they always have like a no. target. Yeah, and even in the book, they don't really have no. like, what is it, recurring foes. The closest thing they have to recurring original bad guys is the jihad and they're not going to use the jihad in this no no (laughs) they don't even call them the jihad anymore in the comics i think they're called like the maelstrom or something yeah because they looked at that and they're like oh no like even ostrander by the end of his thing is like oh yeah i guess i can't use that word anymore can i (laughs) that that word means something different now than when i said it before Uh oh It's also fun, too, because it means that Harley can basically go and have her own little adventure away from the rest of the team, and the rest of the team can just be the Suicide Squad from the comics. Yeah, they're not worrying about her, like, having to find her, and or, uh, there is yeah. a p- small part of that once they learn she's alive, but before that, they're like, yeah, hey, we'll just do our own thing. And it's like, it's fine, and it doesn't bother me, and I understand why they did it, because it's like, oh... Margot Robbie's been a really good team player for all these movies, hasn't she? So yeah, I guess this is this is her reward. She gets a good subplot, <laughs> a good subplot, and everyone's saying like, "Hey, can James Gunn just like do the next Harley movie, please?" <laughs> yeah. I'd watch it. I would as well. Yeah, I'd watch it. I'd be totally for it. So yeah, we got all of them. Uh, we got Bloodsport, who is, for all intents and purposes, the main character. Yeah, the 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 dead shot. Book- but Deadshot, but Will Smith couldn't come back, so they just... I think they were originally going to recast Deadshot as, like, Idris Elba was going to be Deadshot, and then, like, ah, we'll just make him Bloodsport just in case Will Smith wants to come back. 
which is fine by me. And again, and it made more sense. And also, man, Idris Elba is really good in this. You forget what a strong leading actioner mm -hmm. man he can be. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's really good in this role and didn't change his accent, didn't feel he needed to America it up. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad he did. And yeah, I, I again like Bloodsport's another character they're like really pushing in the comics at the moment. And they like sure are. and um they they've like changed him to basically look like uh he is in this film at the moment. Yes, uh, which I'm does. fine because his old costume was kind of shit. It's just like a red yeah. bandana. With that, with a hat, with one of those yeah. little uh, hats. There, Kali Frederick, like how they slaughtered the rebels. Oh yeah, if you're just a regular <laughs> mook in this, you get taken to town. It's great. That 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 whole rebel thing was so hilarious. They're like, oh, they're really killing all these rebels. Oh, they're not actually the bad guys. <laughs> You know, it was, it was a beautiful video game scene is what it was. Like, we've all played that part in the video game where you got to infiltrate the base and take everyone out, out stealthily or else they'll, you know, what is it, set the alarm. Yeah, yeah. It's cool, too. Uh, what is it? Because in the comics, Bloodsport's deal was he had basically like a like a black hole, like a fucking Looney Tunes mm -hmm. bag he could reach into and pull out any weapon he wanted. Yep. Here they kind of reimagine that in a cool way and that he pulls pieces off his suit that becomes weapons and then yeah. he can like put them together to become bigger transformer weapons. I really liked it. It's yeah, it's it's a great reimagining. So you, you don't have it's kind of grounded as well because so, because then it implies like well did he make those weapons is he like a really like smart guy uh, is yeah, this yeah. like a, a suit he found or something or what's the deal yeah, with it's, it it's clever it's clever <laughs> and it reinvents the wheel in a way that you normally never see like usually when they do something like that it's like oh it's dumb they should have just gone with the original idea but here it's like no that's good that's like actually keep that yeah yeah it's pretty good in fact, one of the only, like, real, like, Easter egg Easter eggs that I noticed is when they're all in the bar and they're all in civilian clothes. He he has, like, a little hat, and it's like, mm -hmm. oh, it's the little hat he wears in the comics. Yeah, the little beret thingy. Yeah, the little beret hat. Oh, that's fun. They thought enough to work that in, even though they reimagined everything else under the sun. Yeah. Uh, who, who else do we have here in the cast? Oh, well, I guess we can talk about Ratcatcher 2 herself. Essentially, the heart of the movie, you mm -hmm. could argue, in a lot of ways, she's pretty much playing the Mantis Palm Clementif mm -hmm. character in, like, the, oh, aren't I, like, a manic, manic pixie dream girl, but, like, a very good version <laughs> she, of that. She's a millennial. <laughs> she is. She's tired all the time. So, so fucking relatable. <laughs> We're all tired right now. Finally, a character we can all get behind—just <laughs> someone who's tired and their father is dead. Yeah, yeah, and um, obviously, Bloodsport sees much of his daughter in her, so mm. she, they, she kind of becomes like her mentor a little bit. Yeah, keeps an eye on her. Ratcatcher too, who actually makes it to the end—that's really surprising too. Mm -hmm. The characters who make it to the end and those who don't. Like a lot of characters make it to the end, like more than I thought yeah really well it's because they kill half the cast in the first 15 yeah, that's, minutes that's, yeah but still still i expected like maybe definitely harley is gonna make it peacemaker had to make it and yeah. uh i was thinking maybe like Bloodsport would make it yeah peacemaker makes it but doesn't because that's like a post-credit thing i kind of figured he would have to because like, i i was i wasn't shocked at the amount of people who thought that like his show was a prequel i'm like i'm pretty sure they mentioned it was just going to be set after the movie they sure did yeah so they'll like see him get shot i'm like ah you'll be fine 
to be so he got shot with a small bullet it's fine they they have their cake and eat it too in a good way uh polka dot man who again greatly reimagined from mm -hmm. his comic counterpart like in the comics he's just like some weird golden age villain who decided to commit crimes one day here he's like a failed superhero experiment with major mother issues yeah yeah he's got a um a, a timely uh sort of reference there he's got a, a interdimensional virus yeah. that uh that uh he every every two every two times a day he's got to like expel from his body but he can control the dots and they like like burn people up and melt them and everything yeah so basically we took polka dot man a deeply silly character and turned him into a horrifying you know body horror character yeah and it works it's great david it, david Dachmal, david dalmatian whatever his name is that guy yeah he does fantastic in this role sells the fuck out of it too you know he's just this weird off kilter you know like deeply sad but funny yep yeah he, he does a lot with a deeply silly character he's basically exactly what i wanted him to be yeah yeah exactly what i wanted him. i guess the other like uh major member of the team of course is king shark who mm -hmm. i think they basically marry all the great versions of king shark and i never thought i'd say that but there actually are quite a few good versions of king <laughs> shark now yeah they 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 hint that he might be like the, the god version mm -hmm. or he's just like some fucking idiot who's like a shark you know who knows yeah who, who knows you never know with him because he is kind of an idiot <laughs> Uh, Gail Simone gets a special thanks in the credits of this movie. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course, because they're just doing the Secret Six version of King Shark. <laughs> Who's just dumb. I'm a shark. I'm a shark. <laughs> you know, can't do that to me because I'm a shark. He's also incredibly strong because there's very few like straight up metahumans on this team. But this guy's like damn near invincible. Yeah, nothing seems to like hurt him except those like little fish things. Yeah, those which were creepy as fuck. What, yeah. a, what a crazy scene that was. That was great. I, what the fuck were they? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, was that just another experiment they were working on in addition to Star? And I'm like, oh, is he the only one who can see those things? I'm like, nope, they're real. <laughs> that would have been funny if it's like, oh, no, he's like tripping balls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's fucking, fucking nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah, as the chat saying they set up a giant Starro in London. I did see that. That's so fucking cool. It, yeah, it's pretty cool. I would love to know where, like, the ghost of Gardner Fox is right now. It's like, I made that. I made that. I never thought it would end this way. It's I been made done that. justice. Yeah, really? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, as the chat mentions, too, Milton. Of yes. course, yes, the other We, we can't forget Milton. Milton. Yeah, because there was a moment, too, where he's still running along behind them with, like, bombs and plastic yeah. bags. Like, Why the fuck is the bus driver guy still with them this late? The and they make a whole rolling. joke about it. <laughs> whole big long joke about it it's great and then harley thinks that bloodsport is milton yeah i thought that was your name right which is a very harley thing to do <laughs> hey your name's milton right uh thinker is in the movie too he's all right he doesn't have a lot to do he's a traditional he mad scientist doesn't actually use his powers no no he doesn't i mean he's super smart and that's just kind of what he does yeah but it's, it's peter capaldi and he's just like yeah walking around and it's it's implied that he may have had sex with Starro. <laughs> sure is you could only do that in an r-rated movie <laughs> getting into some slither territory too i i liked his costume though tracksuit just more villains yeah. should just wear tracksuit tracksuit and like the spark plugs in his head <laughs> which is very true to the comic i love the matter he got the more scottish he got <laughs> 
It's like, no, I'm an intelligent British man. Look at me. Ah, you motherfucker. <laughs> the angrier he got, the more Scottish he got. That that, that scene is cool, too, because that scene is like also like, ooh, this is some pretty gross body I horror. I fucking loved all that body horror stuff. That was so cool. Like the stars like getting pulled off people's faces and ooh. they're like skin faces and like keeping people alive when they're like cut in half. And it's all Again, great. It's, again, it's reminding you, oh, yeah, this dude started doing trauma movies, mm -hmm. didn't he? This, yeah. is, this was his bread and butter. This is Slither and everything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which is always uh, fun to see. Again, I keep mentioning trauma. Lloyd Kaufman got his cameo when they go into the bar. Uh, what is it? Bloodsport pushes him aside. Yeah. If you wondered who that old white man was in that Central American bar, that was the <laughs> owner, founder of trauma films. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, he did that. Then he went on that blockbuster documentary and talked mad shit about blockbuster for five minutes. <laughs> have you seen that his uh, segment in the blockbuster? I haven't. No. Oh, if you watch nothing else, watch that. I think it's on Netflix right now. The last blockbuster. They're like talking to like you know comedians and celebrities. So you got like Ron Funches and Kevin Smith, and they're like, oh, you know, we loved blockbuster. Oh, it was such an important part of you know our childhood and growing up and everything, and so many happy memories. And then to balance it out, it's like, well, we need to find someone who hates blockbuster. So they talk to lloyd coffin and he's like blockbuster fucked me every chance they could get they never <laughs> carried any of my movies i fucking hate those pussies <laughs> it's just great. him it's just him swearing and being like yeah that's the trauma phil guy right there yep that's him <laughs> that's <laughs> that guy gave us james gunn if not for this guy there would be no james gunn <laughs> just him wildly talking shit about blockbuster for five minutes check that out everyone if you're interested <laughs> to see this uh Someone's saying Joel is going to be the next supervillain since his costume is a tracksuit. Ooh, don't tell nobody, <laughs> MK Dragon. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> but yeah, so the Starro plot is cool. Another cool thing the movie does is they actually are arguably in some ways get more stylistic than even the Guardians movie did because they actually borrow like comic book titling and everything. Yeah. And like chapter has its own title card. That was really cool, yeah very cool effect again i think this is like the spider-verse effect we're seeing where it's like oh you can actually be a super cool superhero movie and adopt more comic booky ideas it's not afraid to be to adopt the comics it's referencing isn't that nice right yeah yeah it's not afraid it's not uh embarrassed by it or thinks that it, or, or the director thinks they can do better which is basically this whole movie in a nutshell it's like hey you know how you make a good suicide squad movie just do the suicide squad <laughs> you, you, you you read the comics first <laughs> you, you do the thing people like how about that in fact you even get the writer to cameo why not that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's good uh the soundtrack that's another thing because obviously music is a big part of all you know james gunn's features the soundtrack here is pretty good i don't think it's guardians good but i guess maybe he was saving that for his other it, movie i think it fits well with like these characters like the guardians are all like uh it's all like 70s and 80s sort of stuff like space stuff like you'd expect whereas here it's kind of like a mixture of all different stuff you got like uh i think it's like kansas and i think it's some billy joel it's, it's all very chaotic again we yeah. get full some prison blues in the yep. beginning from yep. this where i'm like ah that makes sense they're they're thankfully not all on the fucking nose this no, time no no and they're not like one after the other after the other like in the first film 
yes, they actually give time to breathe and have, you know, the song stuff actually make a little bit more sense there and everything. My my only mild complaint with the music is that I thought Dirty Work from Steely Dan was used excellently in the trailer, not in the movie. And that would have been a bit too on the nose, I reckon, if I, it was in the movie. I, I loved that so much, and I kept waiting for the moment. I'm like, come on, when are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? We did. As the <laughs> Bagmaster saying, we did get a Pixie song. That's pretty good that we got a Pixie song in yep. there. You know, some, some old-timey punk music in there. I, I, I guess the idea is, is that this is an eclectic team of people, and everyone has, like, the one song that is theirs for their one moment. Yeah, and they're, 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 they're people from, like, all different age groups as well. Also that. Yeah. And there's also not that whole... Uh, story element like there is in guardians where it's like oh the mood the songs are this because that's what's on the the tape that uh peter has it literally drives the plot because it's like so much of who he is and everything <laughs> you know music is important in his life uh kylie frederick odds rat catcher 2 or bs pop up in peacemaker show Ooh, that would be fun if yeah, someone I, from the popped I could up in the show i could see maybe rat catcher 2 blood blood sport mm maybe maybe it'd be like a yeah cameo but i'd like to see just like uh, something peacemate uh something blood sport related elsewhere yeah like yeah I, I would definitely follow blood sport on like more adventures i'd like i'd like it like if they were to make like a show or something with him i'd like it to be like the a team where mm. it's like he's like a like a one man a team it's like if, if you, you got any find... problems you could uh, call up this guy and he'll shoot the shit out of something for you <laughs> Uh, bizarre critics saying hey you know they did mention polka dot man had siblings so there's no telling if we won't get other polka dot people yeah yeah that's funny too polka dot man who is driven by his mother and everything that that lady who is his mother that that has to also just be someone that someone james gunn yeah someone from trauma or something yeah that has to be because she has this look where it's like you're not a professional actress you are like a character actor yeah, you're like a like re- really serious character actor, or like, are you a friend of James Gunn's mom? Is that why he put you <laughs> had in a very here? specific look about it? Very, like you are a real person. You are not a Hollywood person. You are an actual real person. <laughs> which Troma was famous for doing that too, not hiring actors and hiring real people. Yeah, which is why their movies are so fucking weird. And so, like, you know, cut deep the way they do, where it's like, oh, that person's not acting. You just, like, hired a crazy person and put you in there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's really good. Um, it, it, it's fun, too, that, you know, uh, Waller's people turn on her at a point, which is a nice little uh, inverse of what happened in the first movie, where Waller literally kills all her people. I kept waiting for that moment to happen again. I'm like, oh, when does Waller turn on her people and kill Steve Agee? No, actually. I figured, she, yeah, she'd probably try and kill them after they turned on her but she doesn't really no it's maybe like, they're I'm too puni- important or something i am punishing you by sending you to hbo max <laughs> yeah yeah steve ag and this other woman you're going to hbo max with john cena <laughs> i i banish you from this realm to the app man steve ag is fucking huge he's when he really was walking- fucking tall i never thought he was that big because he's always sitting down or he's always playing like diminutive characters but jesus christ steve ag is fucking huge yeah <laughs> If you take nothing else from this, let that be the comic multiverse quote on the back of the movie when it comes out on DVD. The comic multiverse, Steve Agee is huge. <laughs> do they are they gonna have to like do like the Hobbit thing with him and like John Cena? Because John Cena's like yeah. five nine or something. Really? I thought he was bigger than that. I think he's I pretty be... short. 
I mean, you know, if, I mean, hey, he was a Vince McMahon top guy, which makes you think you don't get to be a top guy unless you're bigger. <laughs> I mean, he's a massive mountain of a man. Don't Maybe it's just the right. way he's shot. It makes him look bigger or something. I always thought maybe. he was like a little bit shorter than than uh, a lot of people. I swear yeah, I've maybe. seen him stand up. Maybe it's just because he was next to the rock or something. Uh, according to uh, his Wikipedia page, he's six foot one. Okay, okay. But then again, you know, he's a guy who does wrestling and acting, which is just putting giant men next to other giant men. So you see <laughs> that's true. small by comparison. Yeah, yeah. So that's always the thing with it. Uh, word two, apparently, for that Peacemaker show, they want to do a version of Vigilante for that because mm, Peacemaker yeah. was actually resurrected in a Paul Kupperberg Vigilante book like back in the 80s. Yeah, they've they've cast Vigilante for that show, yeah. Oh, cool, man. There's been I, which means I got to do a video on him at some point. There's been ten goddamn vigilantes. <laughs> yeah, which one? Which one? Which ones are going? Yeah, be? they're they're uh, ten vigilantes, and they're all forgettable. Someone <laughs> in my chat said it perfectly. It's like never did I think a character so obscure could have an origin this long and complicated. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Aren't comics fun? <laughs> <laughs> Cosmic Reject saying on the Sarah Silverman show, Steve Agee was called a giant red stoner. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> He's like big stoner Hagrid. <laughs> Love Steve Agee. Steve Agee's the kind of guy who I bet we could get on the show, actually, because he Probably. just does the podcast circuit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get him here, pick his, fu pick his fucking brain. What's it like working on these projects? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, the music is good. The stylistic flares they use are pretty cool and also very different than guardians i'm glad this wasn't just like a carbon copy of that it was its own thing yeah yeah everyone gets their like moment to shine at one point or another Eric. yeah no one's left out it's it's a team movie that actually feels like a team movie mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is which was one of my biggest complaints about the first one they you know it's like it's called the suicide squad but they're only interested in like three people yeah or not even that they're only interested in harley because like they don't yeah. so much of that plot to like joker and all that sort of stuff mm -hmm. And everyone else is just kind of here. It's funny, too, you know, this movie has them fighting, like, real military people and everything. And at the end, they also fight zombies again. So it's kind of like a better retread of the zombie <laughs> plot from the first one, too. One that's, yeah, a bit more, like, steeped in, like, comic book lore and everything. It's like, yeah, it makes a little bit more sense. And it's a lot better than that that character belly dancing yeah, in oh, front of a yeah. green screen. See, that's the problem with this movie there. Uh, Peter Capaldi should have done more belly dancing. <laughs> then the movie would have been an A plus 10 out of 10 instead of just really good. It's funny, too, with Starro, as they know, I'm the force of nature, big evil baddie and everything. Yet, shockingly, right at the end, they actually infuse Starro with a surprising amount of sympathy. And it's like, oh, oh, you were a prisoner, too. We're mm -hmm. all prisoners, you know, doing shit we don't want to do. As it says, it just wants the island. Like, it just wants, like, a place to live by the sounds of it. So it's like, yeah, the, like if this was, like, a different movie, like an Avengers or, like, a Justice League, they probably would have left it and, like, yeah, just, like, I kept just an eye on it. Up. But, like, yeah, because this is, like, villains, they're like, no, we're just, we're gonna send Harley Quinn into its eyeball. To stab you with, uh, what is it, Javelin's Javelin, which yeah. I like. Th th that is a surprisingly interesting, like, <laughs> thread that ties through the whole movie. You know, this guy dies who Harley just met. He's Falula Borg. He's fucking crazy. Take my thing because you need it. And because Harley's crazy. Like, okay, I guess I will then. Yeah, I guess I need this for something. And it's like, oh, I guess that thing is just stab like a giant starfish alien in the eye. 
and it becomes her trademark weapon throughout the movie because I guess she can't carry around her big hammer. Yeah, yeah, or a bat or something, yeah. Or something like that. Hey, you know that dress she wears? You can buy that at Hot Topic right now. Oh, can you? I th- that was another thing I I mentioned like a week ago. I like because I like because our version of Hot Topic, which is a lot better than Hot Topic here, uh, <laughs> and it ended up getting like a bunch of like Suicide Squad merchandise. And I'm like, those are shirts I would actually want to wear and not be embarrassed yeah. about. <laughs> it's true. The merch roll for this was really good. None of it's it is not overly obnoxious. Yeah, it's not no. try hard. No fucking damage joker anywhere to be seen which thank god no yeah like that original suicide squad love it or hate it they were doing a very purposeful thing in this like try hard icp dirt bag aesthetic that they were really trying to mm-hmm. like you know what does it go into here it's like oh here it actually like you said i wouldn't feel embarrassed wearing this yeah they had a really cool king shark one that was like this kind of look like a uh, like a tourism promo with like a big like setting sun and everything and he's just standing oh, undercover fine. waving and i'm like oh i'd, I'd want, want to wear that that's pretty cool that's a good one there's another one i saw it's like a, i think i think it's the japanese poster is what it is so it's basically like a kaiju monster movie with starro mm-hmm. in the background and everything and the team down below and then the kanji and everything so that's fun nice that was definitely fun. That's one I want to get. They have those little blind box versions of them that actually look pretty adorable, and they're actually like better designed than your average Funko. I'm not okay. that kind of person who normally gets blind boxes, but mm-hmm. I would totally get those. Okay, cool. Also, hey, thanks, uh, Pat Senior, for the subscription. Nah, thanks. That's always good. <laughs> Someone saying, hey, did you see the hashtag one villainous scene playlist? Yeah, a lot of my friends did that, and I didn't get invited to it. Uh, What was it? I think like a bunch of YouTubers got together and their deal was like, hey, basically do a video essay on your favorite villainous movie scene. No, oh, okay. Yeah. It was it looked like a cool idea. All I could think is like, hey, I didn't get invited to that. <laughs> yeah, hey, what about us? <laughs> yeah, well now I'm not gonna watch any of it then. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your answer, Nathan. <laughs> that's your answer. Joel didn't get invited. <laughs> no, he's not gonna watch it. <laughs> um petty like that uh what was there some fun stuff we liked about this movie because i feel like there is like tons of little stuff that we could pick out about it uh covered (laughs) quite a bit of it uh i I guess a good answer oh uh here's the thing so so the ending i enjoyed where you know uh what is it Bloodsport basically gets one over on uh what is it gets one over on waller Mm -hmm. and everything and you know is going to uh disseminate all the information you know unless they're let free or everything i'm like oh that's a good strong definitive ending Mm -hmm. and yet also it's so like it it almost runs the opposite of your average suicide squad story because your average suicide squad story is like no even when they win they still need to go to jail though because you need to come back for another issue (laughs) here they win and it feels good and they're like character arcs are all done and you know like uh what is it oh thank you uh Ruiz Rodriguez, much appreciated for that. And, you know, he, and uh, what is it, in, like Bloodsport learns to live with the rats and everything. You know, he overcomes his trauma. Everyone overcomes their trauma mm-hmm. and everything. And it's really nice and really sweet and everything there, too. And then I'm like, oh, this is great. But we can't have this team back in the next movie, though. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with, like, if, if they do do another film with James Gunn, it's a completely different team with, like, really with, like a hold over, like, like Harley Quinn. And then, ma- and make that the joke. She got out but she got arrested again for some some because that's kind of the joke here she got arrested it for is. for a fender bender quote unquote yeah it's like hey did i need to see birds of prey nah it's good nah yeah yeah you don't need to see that film 
you don't need to see Burrs, but you don't even need to see the first one. She's just here. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, I'd good. like to see if it was like, or even like a different director, uh, like follow on and with like a whole new team of like members, but with just it's, like Walla being like the the mainstay. It's it's really how it should be because that's how the comics work yeah, forever and ever. Exactly. Yeah. And again, it means that you can decide who you want to like really elevate as a D list or villain next time. Mm-hmm. You know, to kind of make them a big deal and whatnot. I know, uh, Gun had what is it had like a whole uh what is it like binder of villains he w- wanted to use and that warner brothers and dc kind of had to sign off of and everything mm-hmm. so it would definitely be fun to see him come back for another outing and have it be like okay do whatever you want now yeah i i think he's probably going to get carte blanche after this one because yeah. it's kind of universally uh acclaimed at the moment like i yeah I, apart from like the usual suspects i yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. i i don't see anyone actually really hating this film yeah, I haven't heard anyone say they didn't like it either, which is super cool because it's like, hey, when was the last time a DC movie came out and everyone liked it universally? Yeah, yeah. Almost never happens, and I'm sure that's worth more than any box office to them, though I imagine we'll have to talk about the box office thing. All the all the entertainment rags today were quick to be like, oh, bombs at box office, oh, Suicide Squad underperforms, and it's like, hey, people were tweeting this and you know, actual news sites writing about this. You, you know there's still a deadly virus ravaging the earth right now and most of us can't leave our houses yeah well like it's a perfect example like here in in in, uh in australia we were just getting ready for this film to actually come out in cinemas and like three days before we all got put in lockdown couldn't go to the cinemas or anything so you know yeah not much you can do about that yeah it really is like the fuck did you expect and also when you give people the option to watch at home a lot of people are going to choose to watch it at home. Yeah. Like I did. I'm going to like fucking order DoorDash and sit here in my yeah. underwear. I'm going to watch, watch it, it. On, on my big 4K TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's, again, we've mentioned this time and time again. It's like the theater is quickly becoming like the theater's going to have to step up its game because most of us have as good or better. Uh, yeah. Freaking, offer me something a little bit more, you know? Yeah really offer me something more to get me out of the house especially now when leaving the house is potentially dangerous mm-hmm. and yes you know what is it i'm uh double vaxxed and everything but still yeah yeah why well, i've not even had any of my vaccinations yet because countries fucking all that up but yeah i know what you mean because the australian government is telling to you to get vaxxed out of the one side of its mouth while not procuring enough yeah, for everybody yeah yeah, yeah. And then standing there like, what do, what do you want from us? What do you want from us? To do your goddamn job is what we want. Yeah. To say nothing of the countries where people can get vaccinated, a lot of people are choosing not to. Yeah. Which that's a whole other conversation there. But uh, yeah, Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah, a lot to enjoy with this. I don't know if I like it more than I like the two Guardians movies, but I will say this is probably the truest most you know uh yeah probably the truest most honest uh recreation of a suicide squad comic book yeah yeah this is you're probably not going to get any better than this yeah like uh, this is probably as close to a perfect adaptation as you're going to get yeah and it's so cool that they were willing to let this guy come in and do this and this is basically i think and i know they've said this a hundred times hey it's a fresh start for dc films it's a every every new film is a fresh start for dc films i know this one probably might stick this one and like like your shazam 2 and your black adam we're moving away from all of that snyder stuff we can we can only hope we can really really only hope that this is you know the sign of something good where it's like hey if you just do the material from the book 
and pick, you know, a director and actors who are interested and motivated and everything, you can make something good and you don't need to chop it to pieces in editing and you don't need to pass it off to a trailer house to edit. Yeah. I will say hopes if you, you pick directors and stuff who aren't uh, kind of egotistical dickheads. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're aware of their skill and they, they have their, their, um, uh, their their skills that they they excel in and they use them to great advantage yeah just maybe just maybe <laughs> just, just a little bit just a little bit just just maybe just maybe. where where do you think the series could potentially go from here now that uh we have basically this fresh start and this fresh jumping up but what would you like to see for suicide squad 3 whatever they would end up calling um, it well i have a feeling that it's probably going to depend on that peacemaker show because i've true because that could easily lead into like a suicide squad 3 or whatever whatever's next uh for that but uh yeah as i said like i wouldn't mind gun getting a completely new new team uh going mm. forward and maybe like peacemaker is like the only one only holdover or something peacemaker and like harley quinn are like yeah, the only, gotta have one only holdovers and they're like the leaders of the team and stuff and uh maybe i'm not sure what you do for a threat though it's true it's rough uh here's something i would like to see uh obviously we killed jai courtney we killed boomerang in this one in the comics he has a son mm-hmm. who also becomes captain boomerang i would like to see him maybe be the pov character that'd be pretty cool yeah well it, what you do what you do is like because he died for the squad maybe do it so that like oh this like other country like uh what's the one that's always getting in fucking shit in the in uh in dc starts with an m oh uh, uh n- not Karak, though Ma- i think they actually do mention Ma- Karak in Markovia this. or whatever fuck it's called oh yeah markovia yeah. yeah uh they fucking make their own suicide squad and fucking he joins the team to like get revenge on task force x for killing his father i mean it wouldn't be the first time markovia does that obviously they got a history with geoforce and the mm-hmm. outsiders and batman and everything yep, yep. So that's definitely an option. That's definitely a place they could go with it. That would be fun. Uh, hmm, some other villains that they could do for a Suicide Squad thing. Again, if you wanted to do the Maelstrom slash Jihad, but again, you would probably have to change it up a bit. The idea being we're kind of like the Suicide Squad. We're a team of terrorists, but we're like, what is it, morally obligated terrorists? Yeah. Fuck it. Do you like what the most recent Suicide Squad's doing? It's like, hey, we're going to go to Earth 3. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna fuck around with the crime syndicate <laughs> yeah start crossing universes why not hell do the tom taylor run where it's like yeah we're the revolutionaries <laughs> and the suicide squad ruined our lives in one way or another yeah ooh, and we want to, you know, with, with that as well them. you could bring back bloody black mask and and you and mcgregor ah, oh that would be fun yeah yeah do something like that yeah give, give him a chance you know give him another <laughs> chance in a new movie yeah he was he was a shining light in that film and yeah he in was Birds fun <laughs> Yeah, he was fun, just, you know, totally hamming it the fuck up. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Because, yeah, you could totally save some of this stuff. Uh, someone said Bialia and Queen Bee. Yeah, you could send mm-hmm. them to Bialia. That would be interesting. Yeah, I was thinking about that just before, yeah. Bialia would be a good place to send them. Uh, maybe do something where it's like, uh, oh, we're sending you to fight Intergang in Metropolis. They've uh, stolen a bunch of uh, apocalyptian weapons. They just have to deal with crime, yeah just do it like regular crime and everything do like a more street level version of the story because mm-hmm. that's what's so cool about the suicide squad it can be anything you need it, to be. it can th- be a war movie that'd be pretty cool yeah you get them fighting uh uh intergang and it ends up being like uh uh like the warriors 
Yeah, they, they got like they got to get to Coney Island. <laughs> oh, that's actually really good with the Suicide Squad. Oh, I like that. Yeah, something goes horribly wrong. You know, maybe they kill Bruno Ugly Mannheim, so Shimmer puts out a bounty on them, and they have to fight like every gang and two bit supervillain yeah. in Gotham City. They got to make it across town to the evil. They got yeah, they got to fight like all like the all the villains that, that like come out of the woodwork. You're like Metallos, your Toy Mans. Yeah, oh yeah all, all these villains that just come out of the woodwork because the bounty's so high that's oh man matt i think again if, if come on if they can riff on like old you know friggin uh movies like this like old cheapo red brown war movies yeah i think they can you know riff on the warriors a little bit yeah I like that a lot. Do a no man's land thing like, oh, this, you know, superhero city uh, due to uh, some big fight with like the Justice League got cut off from the rest of America. But we need to send you in because reasons. I could see. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Although that I can guarantee if that was something that would happen, they'd be complaining about, oh, it's like Army of the Dead and Snyder. Because mm. that's basically what Army of the Dead was. <laughs> Like, hey, you know that was an idea before he did it, right? <laughs> no, he you know, he he invented the idea of ideas. Oh, right, of course. Yes, yeah. it, it was nothing without him. Yeah. I know Idris Elba said he actually would like to do something with Superman. I'm like, well, yeah, of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? I, I, I don't think that they should like invest time in that. I just I just love the idea of the fact that like I just like like I'm picturing in my head as like a cutaway where he just he just like one day decides I'm just gonna shoot Superman and just sets up a sniper rifle and just shoots him as he's like <laughs> flying off. He like sets like a house fire or something and just like yeah. shoots him and Superman just falls from the sky and that's the end of the cutaway. <laughs> yeah ah. yeah that, like that's it like, he just he just i i did it because i could <laughs> <laughs> why superman just sitting there why there was why no like ulterior motive lex luther or anything didn't pay him nah. or anything he just did it because he was bored because he loved it so much <laughs> oh yeah the chat said the calendar man controversy you mean the no controversy oh, because sean gunn played a funny version of the calendar man who got a good line in james there gunn should have stopped the film and done a beat for beat long halloween uh remake in Re that in that cutaway he should have done that because he'd done a disservice the calendar man and his billions of fans <laughs> oh yeah there's I, i'm so glad you said it matt so I, there is not a jerk off motion big enough in my arm for the jerk off motion i have in my heart ne never have i gotten to say touch grass but seriously if you're one of those people saying that without i uh, without a hint of irony go touch some grass <laughs> i would really really like you to touch some grass <laughs> Saying, hey, what if they got Deathstroke in the next one? I'm sure Joe Mangin, Lanella Nanel would like to be in it. Yeah, Joe Mango, yeah. Joe Mangos. Jo Joey Mangos <laughs> from the street. I, I love you, Joey Mangos. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he'd love to come back. Did did he keep the costume? Again, I can understand. I feel like he probably it. did. <laughs> Because it would be a shame to let uh, that costume go to waste. Yeah, it, it'd be nice to see him actually be directed and given lines to speak uh. as that character. Because he did look the part. Yeah, but that's the thing. He just he looked the part and he just stood around, didn't say anything. He looked the part, though. Uh, you know, they could because there was that Suicide Squad run with like, uh, what is it? The other reverse flash from the new 52 Harley Quinn, Joker's daughter, Black Mancha. You could adapt that story because Deathstroke was on that team and everyone's like, well, what the fuck is he here? He's a mercenary. So, yeah, we're paying him. Yeah, I'd rather they stay away from the new 52. That that run was AIDS. 
I, I, it was a better, it wasn't quite the new, it was like the tail end of it where it was like slightly better. Yeah. Uh, it, did, it didn't, it didn't start good. It got better when you could tell people stopped paying attention to it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, cool. I can write whatever I want. Oh, I'm actually going to tell a really interesting story about the reverse flash sacrificing himself to save a bunch of people from superhero ISIS. <laughs> And like Harley's gonna actually feel bad about it. And there was actually that's that was a good run right at the end, but everyone had stopped reading at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh Kali Frederick again, sad for the end, but I'm super hyped for Immortal Hulk 50. Also, thoughts on JK Simmons maybe coming back for Batgirl. I think Miss Marsha could join this squad. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's a whole big deal now. They're not sure if JK Simmons is gonna be involved in this new Batgirl movie, which apparently they cast their Batgirl. But as with all these new DC projects, I'm like, the trailer didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. And as well, the person they cast, like, it makes sense if she's Batgirl with Jeffrey Wrights. Like, I, yeah. like, it's, it's, it, like when, when I saw the cast, I'm like, oh, they're casting for, like, Jeffrey Wrights, Barbara yeah. Gordon sort of thing. But apparently not, you know? Who knows? Again, I think this is another one of those things where it's like, oh, J.K. Simmons looked good in the role and he didn't get a chance to do anything. Can we can we have a chance for him to do something? Yeah. No, no. That that, no, that, that I, was squandered as usual with most of Snyder's yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're already we're already moving on. We're already moving on to other things. Okay. <laughs> That's a shame. I, I guess just moving right along. <laughs> do, 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 moving right along. <laughs> So yeah, I mean that's really the long and short of the movie. We we enjoyed it. It had a lot going for it. I'll definitely watch it again. Yeah, it's it's definitely got some rewatchability to it. Just because it's a fun action film, there's probably some stuff in it I missed the first time. True. Uh, Rebel friend there saying that run was age is such a t-shirt worthy line. Well, tell you what, Matt, I think you got something for the <laughs> new t-shirt shop. I think I, I do. Just, it's, it's a little animated picture of your face, and that's your speech bubble. <laughs> That's the speech bubble. No one will get it except for us. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Any uh, any closing thoughts? Anything else on this one? I mean, just yeah. I I liked it a whole lot. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and hopefully, like uh, we've probably said this like a dozen times now, but I hope this is just like the the turn that the DC movies yeah. need. Uh, I yeah. I feel I feel like a, a broken record saying that because I say that probably for every film other than Snyder's films. Like every it, but it does feel like this is like oh this is the direction they're going in that's cool fingers crossed fingers crossed yeah. it's all what it's is all the we next can hope dc film i guess it's the batman yeah i guess so i guess that one got delayed and everything but yeah i guess the next one will be the batman yeah and then we got your shazams and your black adams so. yeah we got uh, quite a fair bit coming out yeah, I mean, The Batman looks like it has a lot of good opportunity to, you know, kind of... I was going to say reignite interest in Batman, but who the fuck am I kidding? Everyone's <laughs> interested in Batman. Even if it sucks, everyone goes and sees it anyway, because it's goddamn Batman. Yeah, uh, of course, yeah, yeah. Even the worst Batman still has Defenders because it's Batman. Yeah. And I mean, this one actually looks pretty solid. This one looks like... I mean, it looks, as we said before, it looks like every fan film we've ever seen. But, you know, that's not bad. No, yeah, it's got, like, a, a tone that suits for Batman. And, yeah, then after that, we got, like, Shazam and all that. And I'm I'm really excited for that because, you know, pretty much everyone from the first film, the director, the writers and everything is all coming back yeah. for that. So, yeah. We loved the first Shazam. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, here's hoping they have a little bit more uh, leeway and a little bit more control. Yeah, Black Adam should be pretty good because we got yeah. black adam we got the jsa and all that yeah, yeah that's right yeah we got all that that's gonna be stacked isn't it there's got yeah. a lot going on flash is coming out I'm not, I'm not sure about that one uh yeah flash is the flash the subtitle might very well be the flash we're sorry yeah did you hear like the villain of that film's gonna be a darker barry allen and i'm like God well damn. 
just do reverse flash that character exists you you know right that character you know, exists <laughs> there's multiple versions of it there's that i like you know, to th- i some... like to think that there was some exec who's like what if we do a character who is barry allen but the reverse and his costumes oh. the reverse of the we will call him reverse flash and there's like some intern there who just wants to tell them that that character has existed for like 80 years <laughs> Man, I, uh, I, st- I stopped watching that Flash TV show. I'll have to go Oof. back. I know you, don't, s- I know don't, you said the no, season's don't, been rough. Don't. Save yourself. Don't. <laughs> save it. The last... I, I the, 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 the show... You've probably seen that clip uh, of, like, the Flash family fighting all of the god species. It's Yeah, there's that. That was the second part. Uh, that was the first part of the, uh, the, the finale, yeah, where they're fighting, like, reverse Flash and Flash fighting Godspeed with fucking uh, lightsabers. And then there's, like, a Power Rangers fight that power rangers looks like it would do a lot better it was horrible it was so horrible i uh yeah well, I, the episode i stopped was then they're like oh we gotta go back in time just steal some speed force energy oh because yeah reasons. it was that fucking chuck and fucking what's his name uh cisco and all that going back in yeah. time yeah oh uh, yeah and i hated just, that that was like yeah. i think the episode where i'm like okay this season's doing nothing <laughs> Yeah, well, that was the episode where I'm like, I, I, I don't have to come back for another episode. I'm going to give this a week because that's maybe the worst episode of the show I've ever seen. And bad. I like the show. And I'm also too, I'm like, oh, this reeks of COVID. This reeks of we can't mm-hmm. do anything. Yeah. So we need to do this. They did the exact same for Supergirl where it's like, okay, we can't have all these people on the sets. Well, now that I'm thinking of it, they did the exact same thing in Supergirl. They went back in time as well because they needed uh-huh. to get something. For- Holy shit holy shit wow. i could i completely forgot from my mind holy fuck they just like use the same scripts they use they use oh my god <laughs> holy shit actually actually come to think but legends also had a let's go back in time to an old episode episode but for that show it actually makes, it makes sense, sense. they're yeah. always going back in time it makes sense for that holy shit and, and they were also only in one room and never left the whole episode <laughs> oh yeah covid's really buggered these series up which is a, it's a shame for supergirl because it's its final season as well yeah. so maybe maybe these last couple of episodes because they, they just done finished filming like yesterday yeah so like, may, maybe the last episodes will be good but yeah flash was like a total write-off legends comes back uh tonight actually i think yeah uh, superman and lois does as well uh star girl nice. does um, oh really star girl star girl starts on the 11th what oh, if starts shit. on the 11th <laughs> nice gonna be a good time the finale of bad batch is this week (laughs) that's right yeah oh yeah can we talk about bad batch for a minute there so yeah they blew up the camino cloning facility and i actually got a little choked up like they killed a character because i'm like wow we've had this place for how fucking long i I was convinced we're going to get like the like a siege on camino like a clone uprising or something uh with that but i'm like glad they kind of like swerve there and like no we're just gonna blow up the whole place and like sink it into the ocean Fair enough, because it's like, yeah, I, I love, uh, what is it, Admiral Rampart there was like, yes, we have taken all the cloning technology. We will now sit on it until it is important for the plot many movies later. <laughs> and do nothing with it until then. But I, I, I really liked, like, the, uh, like, like a lot of, like, the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch stuff. There's, like, a lot of, like, World War Two like... A- analogies where they've like oh they've they've captured the the, the scientists and they're like taking them off mm. to i know project paperclip or whatever the fuck they're gonna do in the star wars universe with the caminos yeah and, yeah and and everything and uh yeah i i, I liked it as well uh, how like creepy uh camino looked like 
it was just Very empty and it was white and then like the power goes off and it's all dark and it's, it looks real creepy nice nice touch yeah i liked all that stuff uh th they really threw some retcons at us kind of quick there where it's like ah yes this is the lab where i omega was born and where your abilities were enhanced so it's like oh so they're not just regular defectives they're super special defectives. Well, see see i always I, I saw that as like oh they've been told they were defective uh like like that's oh, that's like the story yeah they've been lied to where they were like oh they're not defective they're like super soldiers that they were testing right. on that yeah that actually makes a lot more sense also crosshair's big reveal there where it's like aha i cut my chip out <laughs> i was always How? a dick <laughs> yeah i'm like yeah but no but but they hooked you up to the machine though they hooked you up to the machine and turned up your evil so how did that happen and also they they had to cut theirs out so how did you know to cut yours out when they didn't know he probably we might get it might get that explored like uh next episode or the second season I or hope something so. but yeah i i have to imagine like he probably found out about it and just didn't give a shit yeah because that I, i'm not gonna call that a plot hole because everyone you know is so quick to yell plot hole but it's definitely like okay you have to explain this though. yeah that feels like yeah that feels like set up for like we're gonna explain this a little later on i i did like his ultimate reasoning where it's like and you didn't come back for me yeah because you were crazy and had your chip turned out no i cut my chip out and also you saved like several people from their chip <laughs> since then and he's like oh he's got us there doesn't he yeah we did do that didn't we yeah. the, the, that little team up they had in the uh the training room was pretty cool that again you know that's called narrative symmetry the season yes. started in the training room and then it ended it's in the training room poetry so that it rhymes although we actually mean it and it actually makes sense this time <laughs> and yeah that show's getting a second season so that's pretty cool yeah yeah that was announced recently as well i'm glad yes it glad was that was as well especially too because bad batch is like it's bad batch but we can also do whatever the hell we want and it's also it might follow like the same trend as like all these other animated shows have where it's like the first season is pretty good but second season's where it gets, it gets really fucking bad. good yeah, because they figure out the technology. They figure out what they're doing. Yep. I uh, I really want to see, uh, what is it, Omega actually get to meet uh, Boba in this universe. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. See what, to see if he even cares. Yeah, yeah, because she's technically his sister. Also, too, as I said before, because, you know, we know Cad Bane's running around and Cad Bane's just, I wonder if they will recreate the episode that they did that story reel for but never finished that explains yeah. that boba got the little dent in his helmet from a duel with cad bane yeah maybe i mean that's such like a little thing though it, it's one of those things where it's like oh people always complain about like all these little things tying together makes the universe seem so small it's like but they want this as well Yes. It's like, does it really, does it really matter how he got that little yes. dent on his head? <laughs> it absolutely doesn't. I'm being a horrible nerd about it. Much in the I, I'd like, like if we... he, if he like, I'd like, love it if it's revealed that like, oh, he's in the episode with the Bad Batch and they like hit his jetpack and he just like shoots up into the roof and gets the dent on his head or something. <laughs> That's how it happened. <laughs> and now you know the story of that story, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ted Lasso continuing to be good oh, to this fantastic. season as well. This episode, this week's episode really surprised me because it's like, no, we're going to yes. tackle like real world like things. Yeah. Wow. I was not expecting that. I was also expecting more people to be pissy about it, to be like, oh, Ted Lasso is political now. So I hate it. <laughs> Say no, the, the power of Ted, Ted power of Ted or Led Tasso. Yeah. Led Tasso. Very strong. <laughs> his, his bizarro world version. <laughs> Yeah, that, that show is great, and that show makes me want tea all the time. <laughs> Dirty brown water, you mean? 
Yes, absolutely. When they're there at the high tea there and they leave, and I'm like, no, stay at the high tea. Those cakes look delicious. Where are you going? Oh, they left. <laughs> Shit. That's, this is how I watch everything. People, no, don't leave the food on the day. And they're gone. <laughs> Damn. Uh, oh, I uh, finished uh, Mayor of Easton this uh, week, too. Man, yeah. that was a good show. Yeah, it was good. Real good show. Real solid neo-noir mystery. Nice. I got to get Randall watching that. It has a really good twist, and I would say watch it now before anyone spoils it. Yeah, well, it's been out for a while now, so like no one spoils it for me, mainly because I haven't been paying attention to it. It but, yeah. feels like people have been protecting it. Also, too, the guy whose show ran that show got a new uh, comic book show of some kind. He's going to be adapting something. Oh, okay. Cool. I, I can't remember what it is, but it's something we like, and I'm like, ooh, that's good. I'll have to watch that. <laughs> I know it feels like that's happening more and more now. Like, hey, this guy from this show you like got a comic book thing now. Yeah, it, it's yeah, or it's the other way around. This guy from this show you like got a comic book thing, and now he's writing yep. comic books. <laughs> yep, that happens a lot too. Hey, Christopher Cantwell. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, hi, I guess hi, John uh, Ridley. <laughs> that too. Hey, so I guess there wasn't like a lot of like news news this week, but there was like the trailer for Why the Last Man. Yeah, it looks great. That yeah, time it came out, it feels, it feels like that show and like Lock and Key were in like development for like years. Ever, yeah, I know. People are saying you will never see this adapted. This will never be a thing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can like vaguely remember when uh, why the Last Man was just going to be like a movie. Yeah, I know. I remember the same thing. Yeah. Yes, Tavia, we're not going to talk about Titan Three because I don't watch it. And yeah, Matt doesn't like I, it. I don't give a shit about it. <laughs> As we've said many times, the closest connection I have to the show is, uh, what is it, uh, the showrunner writer actually follows me on Twitter, because he also <laughs> writes comics. <laughs> Brian Edward Hill. Yeah, Brian Edward Hill, who is a super nice guy. I'm sorry I don't like more of your things, Brian, because <laughs> you genuinely seem to be a really nice human being, and I feel we would get along. <laughs> I'm sorry I shat all over your Detective Comics run. I'm sorry I didn't read Outsiders, and I'm sorry I didn't like that Miles book that you wrote that forced you to retcon all the uh, Bendis stuff out when they were <laughs> mad at Bendis, <laughs> only to undo it later on. Yeah. He seems to have a good attitude about it. He's like, hey, man, what are you going to do? Work's work. <laughs> Which is totally how I would do it, too. It's like, oh, they asked me to do it, so I did it. <laughs> uh, is that it? Is that everything for this week? Is that all there is to talk about? I think so, yeah. Has, has anything broke while we talk? I feel that always happens. That, like news fucking <laughs> breaks while we're talking. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, fucking Trevor Moore died the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. Whitest kids you know. Yeah, that's uh, that was sad. He was really was, young too, wasn't he? He was like forty something. Yeah, it was very sudden. Forty. That that's fucking really sad. Yeah. I uh, that is unfortunate. You know, see someone so young and so talented die so young. That fucking sucks. Yeah, I I, I don't think there's any more. More news. I don't think anything broke. Joe, you watch. We're going to press like end on this and it's like, ah, something happened. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> always. DC Comics is closing. Ethan Van Skyver was right. You know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> impossible. Here, I'm actually going to the fucking website right now. Oh, here's another thing that's tangentially connected to Suicide Squad. I love, you know, DC Comics rarely gives a shit about it, but this month uh, when a movie came out, three Suicide Squad books came out in one week. To, yeah, yeah. It, it was insane. Yeah, we got the uh, Get Joker. And, and they Ryan. all had, like, uh, like characters that were in this film as well. Usually that doesn't happen. Yep. 
Very, very pointed. I got to read that King Shark miniseries from Tim C. I bought it. I breezed through it. And I'm like, oh, he brought back Defacer, uh, Nightwing's girlfriend from his run. Oh, that's fun. And then I never got a chance to get to it. That's the only one I haven't read. I read the other two. I read get, got Joker and got like violently mad at it. Uh, yeah. Just because it's a black label book that censors all of the swearing. And, yeah, uh, and it, it, it's not as violent as like some of the other fucking books that were out this week that were just normal. No comics you know yeah it's really weird if you get Malieve and uh, azarello on a book and it's not extra gross and extra bloody then you really fucking missed the ship didn't you yeah it, it, ju it just really really fucking angered me <laughs> it it did have one kind of clever idea though and that is what if the russian government was secretly funding supervillains to help destabilize america it was pretty uh, no the, the actual story is actually quite fun uh, it's quite yeah. good but yeah that 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 black label thing really got to me ben and i like I, I like as well that like wild dog is now like i was like oh yeah he he was like there at the insurrection at the oh, capital yeah. and like he's like a real idiot i find it really funny as well because they had because recently in like arrow when he was on arrow he was played by i think a latino man oh really because there's been a certain. couple dogs yeah i'm but like that was like the big main one and i'm like ah that's that's kind of funny that like now he's like like a white supremacist <laughs> <laughs> well yeah because it is funny because like the original wild dog was very like 80s death wish gun fetish <laughs> type of guy yeah, yeah. who got a bunch of money then the second one i think was the hispanic one maybe arrow fused the two together i'm not sure yeah, i think they kind of did right because they did that a lot and then the last time we saw wild dog was the wild dog gang from ben percy's run on green air where they were a bunch of ultra libertarian militiamen yeah so wild dog has actually had a very interesting history to see him become more and more of an asshole every time he shows up <laughs> Yeah, that's funny too because like you know when i think of brian azrael i don't think of like pointed political commentary and that yeah. wasn't pointed political commentary that was just azrael i have a thing to say yeah yeah and i'm gonna get this it is pretty funny though that all the other villains are like jesus christ wild dog we're <laughs> yeah. bad guys yeah You're what the fuck <laughs> yeah what the fuck man <laughs> i don't feel safe with you in this prison <laughs> so that's funny so yeah, I mean, I guess that's really the show for this week, right? Yeah, pretty much. We did a the, the you know a normal length show with very little. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I I never want people to feel they're being shortchanged when no. we do this. And uh, oh, hey, the show last week did better at uh, two hours. How fucked up is that? It actually crossed. I told a you. I told you it. But as, uh, I I told you a longer shows do it. But as well, like I was also seeing like in my videos like an uptick as well. Same. Like yeah, so, I think maybe we're out of like that slump that, Here's that like hoping, august yeah. like summer slump i guess so yeah a lot of my stuff did better this week than it did so you know fucking youtube everyone just it's you, you can't bother fighting this way because another wave is gonna come <laughs> and take you over yeah so you just gotta go with the fucking flow on that one so thank you everyone for coming out and hanging out with us talking about suicide squad we had a big audience so you know we really appreciate that we hope you had a lot of fun and matt and i will be back next week hopefully with some actual proper news to talk to you about hopefully yeah thank you everyone as well for the donations yes yes you're really helping keep this ship afloat here and everything we appreciate it yeah all right everyone we'll see you next time Bye bye see ya